Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But first, today on the show, we want to know if you think that travelling is all just too much hassle these days. I'm sure you've probably heard by now, Ryanair has had to cancel over 400 flights today alone. This is because of another strike, this time by French air traffic controllers. Obviously, last weekend we had the Aer Lingus IT glitch uh, over the summer. I suppose there wasn't a week that went by without some sort of drama or other between the queues at the airport. People are still losing bags, waiting for their bags to be returned to them. There was passport delays as well. So when you hear all of this, do you think just no, no thanks, not for me? Is it all too much effort? And would you even enjoy the holiday when you get there? Or do you think after two years lockdown, you'll actually take any opportunity to literally get off this island? Get in touch with us. You can text 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. I was in uh, Dominican Republic in June. We were supposed to be there for seven days, ended up being there for five and a half days because the plane from London was delayed by just one hour on the morning just one hour so when we got to Paris we had to run to the gate we could see the plane the plane was in front of us but the staff wouldn't let us on they said the captain said no kind of ruined the holiday for us we stayed in some awful hotel beside the airport in Paris missed a day and a half of our holiday and it all just felt like too much hassle now it would have put me off going near the airport again but I was looking for a week's holidays in Ireland and it cost an absolute fortune so we're asking today on Lunchtime Live do you remember when flying used to be glamorous remember you could browse through uh, duty free maybe even go for a drink at the hotel or the airport bar but have you been array recently how was your airport experience and do you have airport dread now or are you going away soon and you're nervous about it we'd love to hear from you get in touch is traveling all too much hassle now and would you be better staying at home or do you think it's better value abroad and any effort is worth it just to get away and as I said just to actually leave Ireland for once we'd love to hear from you 1-800-453-106 Clive joins me on the line in Kildare good afternoon to you Clive what are your thoughts on this? Um, I suppose look my thoughts are I've given an example is my daughter um, was moving to to Barcelona there for uh, a year to do with college and she found it difficult coming up to it, the run up to it, the anxiety started to build. Instead of her looking after, looking forward to it and thinking, oh, this is going to be a great time, she started to get anxious about having to go to the airport before she went to Barcelona. Now, it wasn't a problem in the end, it all worked out, but the anxiety seems to be building in people that are looking, going in two airports for trips, they're not getting, the excitement is just not there about going away and stuff. And in my daughter's case, I would have said she should have been looking forward to it instead of getting anxious about it. There is a certain thing uh, getting stressed when you're going to the airport because you're trying to get everything right, make sure you've your documents right and your passports and all other bits and pieces that you need just on normal times to travel through the airport. But now you're you're looking at it and going, what's the queue is going to be like? Will my baggage be there when I arrive? When I'm coming back, am I going, is flight's going to be available for me to come back? Are they going to be cancelled? Am I going to have an impact on my work schedule? All these things are factors now you're taking into account before you even enter an airport. Okay, interesting point. Thank you, Clive. one eight hundred four five three one zero six. if you'd like to get in touch about all this airport hassle. Is it worth the effort to even go travelling and fly out of the country now? Pierce is on the line. Good afternoon to you, Pierce. Uh, you're a frequent flyer. What's your take on this? Uh, afternoon. Uh, yeah, look, I... 
I think it's definitely changing. Uh, I was part of one of the group in June who had a bit of chaos when flying had uh, three flights cancelled, three missed connections uh, on a way to go for a summer holiday with my fiance. So over 30 hours of flying uh, and kind of the chaos that we caught in, we thankfully were able to, to make it. Uh, to our cruise that we'd booked but uh yeah talking about the anxiety no bags for three days walking around the ship people asking me where where to get breakfast because the only clothes i had were given to me by the the royal caribbean so um but i do think it's getting better i travel a lot with work um i think the biggest problem was coming out of covid um you know airlines airports had lowered their capacity massively uh, because no one was flying during covid and then once once the restrictions went away everyone wanted to get away and it isn't like switching on a button people had been uh you know uh, had been laid off or had retired and trying to get people back in uh and training them i just think it caused absolute chaos and it was kind of a perfect storm now you had the extra fear not only of the airport and will the plane land but you have the fear when you're getting on a cruise is the ship going to take off without me and how do i get on the ship when it sets sail though oh yeah well that was the added stress was we had kind of a deadline. So unlike going, oh, well, if we miss a day or two, um, you know, at least we'll get our five days holiday. We we had a deadline of if we do not make it to the port in time, we are not getting this holiday. So, you know, uh, the, the cancelled flights and trying to reroute through, you know, so we were cancelled out of Dublin to go to London originally. We thought we were being very good, checked in our bags the night before because we were told, you know, there'd be huge queues. So uh, and then kind of went in and got through the security lines uh, hours early and we're through going look well, we've done everything right and then we look up flight cancelled mm. and then we go back down <laughs> and we're we're thankfully booked directly with uh, Royal Caribbean because the, the rebooking queue for our Lingus was going out the terminal so uh, we're able to get rebooked on American American we're going to put us through Dallas Fort Worth we're in the queue to check in anyone for Dallas sorry your flight's been cancelled right. <laughs> so, where, where did you go on the cruise uh, we went around the, the Caribbean. Okay, so, so we've no sympathy uh, for you then. That's fine. <laughs> no, zero, zero. I see. I'm one of the lucky ones. We we actually got to make it. Um, yes. So uh, I, I don't think there's definitely no sympathy there. But it is it is something now I think is getting better. Okay. Um, just having travelled, I do think capacity is getting better. Now, of course, we're, we're having problems with IT glitches and strikes. Um, but in terms of the actual kind of airport experience of going through queues, um, and things like that, I, I do think it has got a lot better. Would it put you off flying now? Unfortunately, I fly mostly with work, so I, I don't have the uh, kind of the, the the option of not flying certain times, but it definitely gives you kind of added stress and going, okay, I need to need to probably get there a couple hours early and then making contingency plans of if this flight gets cancelled, where are the other airports that can fly back to Ireland? Okay. Um, So it's just an extra layer of planning, I guess. Okay, well, thank you, Pierce. We're wondering if people get airport dread when they hear about all these queues and flights delayed and all of that. Geraldine's got in touch with us here on Lunchtime Live. Geraldine, you don't get airport dread. No, I don't. Not at all. Um, I probably am one of the lucky ones that have always had a good experience. Now, I have reduced mobility, so I have to use the assistance at Dublin Airport. And I have found these people who are always very attentive, very in always in good form. And they may have and they are always busy, very busy and may have walked for miles in any one day. 
Um, and I have travelled through many airports throughout my time of flying. And I can honestly say that Dublin Airport is definitely the best for service for people with reduced mobility. Mm. Now, yeah. after saying all that, unfortunately, last Saturday, uh, my flight was cancelled to Portugal. But all in all, it wasn't the end of the world. It's interesting you say about the staff who assist. I saw in the airport last time I was there, uh, there was a man helping a man in a wheelchair and the guy in the wheelchair actually gave him quite a sizable tip when he delivered him to the gate, if you want to call it that, because he seemed to really appreciate the help that was on offer from Dublin Airport. I have ne- uh, It has always been wonderful, I have to say. And in effect, um, we did try at one stage to tip the guy with the that was helping us and he said he wouldn't take it and like I said well is there somewhere where we can you know give a donation to your um, fund and but there wasn't one which right. surprised me and tell me I know you don't get airport dread do you still get the same excitement when you go to the airport though when you're going to fly yeah, I somewhere? love the airport because probably because I've never had a bad experience you know Okay, well, thank you for taking our call, for getting in touch with us. That is Geraldine. We're wondering if people get airport dread. I also asked there uh, about the excitement. Is it exciting? Is it glamorous? AD's on the line in Waterford. Good afternoon to you, AD. Is it glamorous? Is it glamorous now? Going to the airport, taking off your shoes, taking off your belt, taking off your jacket, standing in line in a queue. (laughs) Is there any glamour left? Uh, No, but... um I suppose everything comes at a cost. I know in the 80s when I used to travel, even just on flights to London uh, because I lived there, but uh, you only had to get to the airport about an hour before your flight and just queue in, check in your bag. And then it was literally straight through, none of all this, but obviously for security reasons, uh, especially after seven, you have to. But like comparing it to now and back then, um, yeah, it was more exciting to go off back then. You'd dress up and it would be the full makeup and everything <laughs> going off. You you wouldn't see anyone in a tracksuit or dressed down. It was like an occasion nearly. But uh, and you always got a meal and everything. You know, you paid through the nose for it back then. So, uh, it, it, you know, all everything is an added expense if you want that sort of service. Yeah, it's amazing when you talk there about a meal. For a lot of people who only fly budget airlines now, uh, you certainly don't get a meal, or if you do, you pay an awful lot of money for it. I like the idea just an hour before you kind of stroll up for your flight, looking fabulous and glamorous, nearly like someone out of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it was really like I, you'd be fully dressed up to the lines, you know, in your Sunday best sort of thing. It was such an occasion. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're in Waterford. Do you fly from Dublin or what way do you fly normally? The last flight went from Dublin and it was over Easter. Now it was slow, but we were lucky that we dodged the real uh, delays that they had after that. But even when I came back after that, I just said, right, we're going, we're going away now next month. Well, what I did is that we're, go- we're going to dodge, um, just avoid Dublin altogether. So we just looked at Cork Airport and see, had a look where it went to. So that's what we based our next holiday on. And how was that experience through Cork? 
Um, we haven't gone yet. That's oh, you're going to do it. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And as, as someone from Waterford, wouldn't you like to be able to fly from Waterford to all these far-flung destinations? Oh, that used to be so handy, especially when we used to go to the UK a lot. You, like, you only had to be out there half an hour before the flight. You know, it was literally just walk straight through. Yeah. You mentioned there about you getting dressed up for the plane. Um, a lot of people, when they remember flying in the past, they remember the cabin crew were so glamorous as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they were more, like their service was much better back then. Um, it's sort of hit and miss nowadays. But back then, it was really, really, you were, I suppose back then, what was considered your normal class would now be considered um nearly going first class. <laughs> true, true. AD, good luck on your holidays from Cork. I hope it goes well and you have a nice, pleasant experience. That's AD there in Waterford. We want to hear from you today what your experience of travelling is like, given that we have reports of lost bags, we have delays, we have queues, we have flights cancelled in France today because of strikes. Is the glamour gone out of it? Do you enjoy flying anymore? Do you enjoy the airport? Do you get a chance to browse around duty-free? And do you even check on a bag anymore and do a bit of shopping when you're on holidays or do you think well I don't know am I going to get my bag back so I'll just bring the 10kg bag with me 53106 at a cost of 30 cent Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk. And this is Lunchtime Live with me, Shane Beatty. Now, we're asking you all today on the show, has the joy of travelling just been ruined by all of these delays? Obviously, I'm sure you heard that Ryanair has had to cancel over 400 flights today because of a strike by French air traffic controllers. We had the glitch with the IT systems in Aer Lingus last weekend. And then, of course, all summer we had airport delays, bags being lost. So we're just wondering, is the glamour, is the excitement gone from travelling? Is it all a lot of hassle to fly out of this country or do you think, do you know what, after two years of being locked down, I just want to get off the island and maybe see something that isn't Ireland. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us 1-800-453-106 or tweet us at Lunchtime Live NT. Rory got in touch with us. Good afternoon to you, Rory. Um, we were talking about airport dread earlier. You've a different travel experience, though. Yes, Shane. Well, it's, it's as grown up as kids. My dad worked in the airport, so we went standby. So we were never guaranteed to get on the plane, but it was just the way it was. So we, and there was no queues because we couldn't check in unless we knew there was a vacancy on the plane. And that's the way it was. It was grand. It was the, it was the rules. Um, yeah, that was it. How do you it mean? It was pretty cheap as well. How do you mean the family was on standby? Where were you going? Anywhere. On holidays. You, you go standby, which basically means that you're the last on the plane. And only if there's a, va- if a, if a full paying passenger turns up, then you don't get on the plane. And if if there's four empty seats at the, at the very end of check-in, then you're allowed check-in. And had you to pay uh, for these flights? Uh, about 10% of the face value. Lovely, okay. What work did so you do? Down, so the other downside of it was after we went back after school and, you know, the teacher would be kind of going, um, where did you go for your holidays you know, in British Bay? Oh, lovely, in Wexford, yeah. Uh, Mr. O'Brien, where did you go? And you'd be kind of going, oh, no. Disneyland. Wow. <laughs> no. And that's when no one went to Disneyland. Yeah. But but did the other passengers get priority over you or was this just a yes. case of there's free seats, hop on if you want? No, no. Full paying passengers all had to be loaded up first. Then if there was if there was empty seats, then you were let on. 
and there was no empty seats and you just didn't get on and you had to go and change the tickets for the next flight to wherever you were you were trying to go to. This sounds more stressful than the airport is these days. Not to tell you. <laughs> well, you see, it's, there wasn't other rules. I mean, there was there's one huge upside and it's, I won't keep it on but it's a funny story is that we were going from Boston to New York on American Airlines who had a, a, an agreement with Aer Lingus that they would look after each other's staff. And we got on the plane, but then the hostess said, sorry, I don't have three seats together, um, but we'll take one of you up to first class. So it was deemed that I was to go up to first class. I was 17. So I went up to first class and sat beside this guy. Um, he was a rep, and he started chatting away in Ireland and he's fascinated and so on and so on. And he started buying Jack Daniels and Cokes on the QT. Oh, no, it wasn't. He wasn't buying it. It was free, first class. Mm. By the time I got to Boston, I could barely get off the, off the plane down the stairs. <laughs> and you were <laughs> 17 at the time. <laughs> My dad was disgusted. And if, I'm not giving, try and not give away your age here, but roughly when are you talking about flying around the world? How old were you? Uh, from, the, oh, from the age of, uh, from the age of 12 right up to about 17. Yeah, when no one else was doing it. Everyone was doing it. All the Aer Lingus staff were doing it. They're, no, but I mean, your, fri- yeah, your friends and the neighbours weren't. Not at all. <laughs> no, they were going to Wexford in their, in their mobile homes. Mm. And what work we, did we, your dad do? Was he high up in Aer Lingus? Uh, reasonably high up, yeah. Yeah, reasonably high up. It must have seemed like a movie star. Compared, We were saying earlier on, the cabin crew used to seem so glamorous, but lots of people are cabin crew now. He must have seemed very glamorous coming home after travelling around the world. Well, his secretary, whose name escapes me, um, she was a single, a single girl. She used to turn up on a Friday at, for work and she would have a small suitcase and in it would be an, an, a, an array of clothes from sun to snow. And then she'd just go down and say, where's the next flight to wherever? And then she'd come back into work on Monday. Where were you? Finland. Where were you? Sweden. Where were you? Whatever. Oh, yeah. That was her hobby. It's a lot different to now where you're taking off your shoes and being frisked and going through security and queues and bags being lost yeah. and everything, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there was, there was an agreement with the American Airlines with Backford once, and that was um, a dress code. I turned up wearing white shoes, white boots, and uh, they wouldn't let me on because of the dress code. And we had to get a taxi to the first shoe shop we came across, buy me a pair of slip-on shoes, leather shoes, and get back for the flight and then they let me on. Ridiculous. Different. But that, that, was then, that was then, you know. Different times, different. much different times, yeah. Rory, thanks for getting in touch. Great to hear from you here on Lunchtime Live. If you want to call us, 1-800-453-106. We're talking about, do you dread the airport now? Do you dread travelling? Do you dread flying because of all the delays and the hassle? It would seem like it's a lot of hassle flying now, or maybe you absolutely love it. John is on the line in Athlone. Hiya, John. Uh, why did you get in touch with us? How you doing? How are you? Um, yeah, me and the family there, we flew in August. Typically, every year we'd, we'd have had the family holiday from Dublin Airport. But, you know, we were reading the horror stories and we'd seen the footage on TV. So we started looking around and we'd seen a bit of kind of positive feedback from some of our friends down the West who had flown from Knock Airport. So we decided to book our holiday to Milan from Knock Airport in August and jumped in the car. About an hour and 15 minutes, didn't realise actually how close it actually was to us. Got there and I have to say, you know, just a fantastic experience all around. Parked the car, 
through check-in, five minutes, seamless. The airport was busy now, don't get me wrong, but they seem to be fairly well-resourced. Plenty of staff everywhere, plenty of smiling staff, I have to say, as well. Very, very friendly. We're in departures about six minutes from getting out of our car, having a, a gin and tonic in departures. It was overall, you know, a great experience, and it, it, it certainly opened our eyes to use in other airports and, and not just concentrating on, I suppose, that the capital. Sorry, how long from parking up to having your drink was it? I think we parked, the wife was timing it because she'd seen a few people on Twitter who had been talking about going to the airport and a lot of chucks. I think from parking the car outside the door, it took us about six and a half minutes to get through security and be sitting down with a gin and tonic now. So that, that, that was fair good going. Amazing. And that was with two kids. Yeah. I remember I flew, I live in Kildare, but I flew from Shannon Airport uh, a while ago and I couldn't believe how close you could park your car to the airport door because when you think about Dublin, everything is sort of go away, go away, go away, goes far away from the airport to obviously manage the crowds. But the idea, you can nearly see the plane from your car that you're going to get on. Yeah, we, we literally opened the door of our car and within 90 seconds we're in the terminal building. That's how, that's how close it was. And I have to say that the car parking was extremely reasonable as well for a week. It was less than 40 euros. So, look, at I, I've flown through Dublin before. So I always had a decent experience, but it kind of opened our eyes that there is other airports in the country there that they're smaller. But as I said, it was very busy. There was flights to 10, 11 different destinations that day. And I have to say, from talking to the staff there, they were saying that I wasn't the kind of first person they'd welcome down from this part of Ireland. That, they, that summer, this summer in particular, Mm. They've seen a lot of people coming from all over Ireland. So, yeah. look, it's, it's good for, for the likes of airports like that, you know, that we can push the business around the country. And that's from Athlone to Knock, you, drew, you flew? Yeah. Okay, you drove and then flew. For an hour and 15 minutes, yeah. So, it's the yeah. same distance from me getting up to the M50 and then having to actually navigate myself away to Dublin Airport, you know? Yeah, someone says it doesn't have to be this way. Shannon Airport invested and are na- there's no taking off shoes or separating liquids. There's no long queue or luggage drama. Car park to boarding in an hour. When you went through knock, now was it the same security taking off everything, putting your watch down and your liquids and all that? Yeah, we had to take our liquids out of our bags, but I have to say, you know, a couple of minutes it took. There was no big Ferrari, as I said. They seemed to be very well resourced. There was plenty of staff. The airport was busy. I didn't hear anyone having any issues going through security. And, and me, only my own experience and the family, we, were, we were through, took out our devices. We were, were pretty savvy, as you all know, when you're traveling with kids, you have to be pretty savvy in terms of what you pack and what you take out. So a few devices out of the bag, as I said, were in the bar and departures. And an hour before our flight took off, lovely and relaxing, I have to say. I have to say, no. Yeah. Someone else says, I dread the thoughts of going abroad now. Even booking flights is a rigmarole, trying to add additional things on at every step. Then the security queues. Uh, Carmel says, get the ferry to Hollyhead. We did it during the summer. It was so easy. No baggage allowances, separating liquids, any of that stuff. Nice trip over. I've already booked to get the ferry to France next summer. John, when you're looking again now at going away, are you going to go from Knock or will you try Dublin again, do you think? As I, as I was telling your researcher there, we have already booked from Knock for next year to Faro in Portugal. We booked, I'd say, within a day of coming back. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's just, look, we, we really enjoyed the experience. As I said, an hour and 20 minutes through the airport, five or six minutes. We didn't realise, you know, that this kind of access was available from airports, you know, outside of Dublin. I suppose we're, we're all living in a bubble where we think everything happens in Dublin and sometimes it opened our eyes there in particular now that, you know, within an hour and 20 minutes of our doorstep is a 
Okay. Perfectly a good alternative, you know. Well, listen, have a lovely time in Portugal. If there's room in the suitcase, I'll gladly go. Never been. I'm dying to go to the Algarve. Enjoy it, John. And thank you for getting in touch. Tom texts in to say five of us went to Killarney on the first week of August. We had a beautiful house for 700 euro. It cost 20 euro to drive down. Dinners cost 14.75 and pints of Guinness, 4 euro 80. Went to Mike Denver in the Glen Eagle, 12.50. Beautiful beaches and a heatwave. Best holiday ever and the cheapest Please read out my text. Come on, Ireland. Well, I did, Tom, and thank you for getting in touch. And someone else says the problem with aviation is the constant race to the bottom. People wanted to pay low fares and that resulted in the market being undercut, therefore forcing the likes of the higher quality airlines to cut the perks to stay afloat. And this results in disillusioned workers on lower wages, airline products that are low cost and low frills and an overall terrible experience for everyone involved. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.